investigation of the calamity at Omshire. I'm looking for the family of Matrias. We have important information for them. Uh, and I was wondering if you might know where they would be. I think they went to the carnival. But Alarai, again, Madam Zazzle, points directly at you and says, again, uh, that you have come from far away, but took no time to get there and back, and that they would love to read your future and see what such an interesting future will unfold before. Reaches back under the table and brings out an ornate wooden box. Uh, The wooden box has a wood-burned monogram on the top with the letters N and the letter M opens the box and he pulls five tickets out of the box and the tickets have a red ribbon wrapped around them with a little uh, card that says Simeon Wintermere on them. It says, you have four friends. I have five tickets with your name on them. What a coincidence. Uh, here, if you if you feel bad about the armor, what uh, if uh, put the them... owner comes to retrieve that, that shirt has been here for thirteen years? If the owner at this point is coming back to retrieve the shirt, it's probably not going to fit anymore. It seems like a perfect accoutrement for our friend, though. He takes the shirt, but he wanders away, just sort of staring at it. Yeah, uh, you can put it on over your armor so you feel less self-conscious. A shirt from somebody other than a merchant. It's a merch shirt. How did they even write on it? Uh, so sure enough, behind the lost property uh, wagon is a uh, is a constructed boardwalk uh, with several uh, small booths on it. Uh, any manner of of uh, of fruit confection or sugar or uh, anything you can uh, you can see a um, uh, there is a. Uh, a vendor there that sells uh, shirts not unlike the one that Doyle is now holding, um, where uh, with uh, several, um, uh, it's got like it says like dragonfly, you know, uh, uh, the, the witchlight dragonflies and the bubble pop teapot uh, and pixie kingdom, uh, that as well as one as well as more that say silver song lake, uh, and they're all in these uh, outrageously uh, bright colors. Um, you also, you pass a, um, uh, like a little, uh, uh, a little kind of stall with a, uh, with a statue of, um, of a rabbit with a unicorn's horn on it. Um, and, uh, there's a sign above it that says Almirage Ring Toss. There's also, uh, there's one that, um, that's a sign that says gnome poetry contest, uh, with a, uh, with a small gnome on a stool standing outside and says, Sound the chime. It's time to rhyme. You bring the poem. We'll bring the no one. That rhyme? I don't know if that rhymes. Does that rhyme? Did that rhyme? I don't think that rhymes. That's not the point. Point is, come on in. Kilverick is going to look at Candy and say, "Hey, um, since you can see things we can't, do you see anything behind the scenes? Like maybe somewhere we can go to find 
the ulterior motives of this carnival? At the moment, what I can see is that which tries to remain invisible. But if anything other than these messengers, I'll be sure to alert. Is there like a headquarters or something around where they're all coming from? A central communication area? I'll, I'll look around and see if they're all congregating somewhere or a central location that they're all going to. Sure. Um, yep, they all seem to be... So uh, behind the big top area, uh, there is a uh, large circular area kind of surrounded by um, like brambles um, and like rose bushes and stuff like that. Has several smaller uh, colored covered wagons behind it. Um, uh, they all seem to... So while they're going from point to point, uh, that does definitely seem to be a hub of activity. Okay. I will... Tell Kilvarix that and uh, find a merchant that doesn't have a significantly long line mm -hmm. and try to acquire some new confections. Grab some cotton candy, grab a candied apple, and go to like the fried dough table, except fill a cup with the confectionery sugar and just walk away with the cup. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, you have no problem finding whatever confections you'd like. Simeon goes right for the oil bread vendor. Oh, yes. And can I have some of that cinnamon uh, uh, on the bread, too? Of course! While they're having fun with the confections, Kilfaris is going to mentally go to Alori and say, Hey, Alori, behind the big top seems to be where everything's going to and from. We might want to check that out. Do by chance do you have smoked oxbeak drumstick? Of course we do. Next stall down. Nothing but the finest. Kilvarix, this you'll like. And there's a giant oxbeak drumstick smoke. Uh, Kilvarix will take it. Again, sniff it, and once he sniffs it and is to his liking, he will put it in his mouth and pull it out clean to the bone, and then say, Delish. And a club as a reward. <laughs> right across the street from the Axebeak drumstick vendor uh, is a uh, Outstare the Cyclops booth. Uh, with a uh, with again a a, a human uh, dark skin black curly hair uh, uh, and she calls out uh, where what do you do when the eye of the Cyclops falls upon you will you stare right back if you've got the stamina perhaps my tall friend there what is it you are asking can you outstare the Cyclops or your dragon friend Ooh, prove your worth. I mean, if you're too scared to stare the Cyclops in his only eye, then I suppose that's fine. I'll try. A worthy competitor, then. Excellent. Before he steps away, I'm going to put my hand on the shoulder and say, Are you sure, Zemian? Because, you know, 
things don't go well for you all the time. But if you are adamant about doing this, go with Io's blessing and cast guidance on him. All right, I'm gonna all go. Right. And I'm saying, God, I wish I wasn't lawful neutral. I'd love to mage hand the Cyclops in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice at all. Alari will have agreed with Kilvarix in your, your message earlier. And while the rest of the group is going to watch Simeon stare at a Cyclops, Alari is going to kind of do... She She's going to try and fake it, but she's going to do the odd looking around kid thing which she probably really is doing but she wants to keep an eye towards the big top mm -hmm. who's going in and out of it and activity around it All right. oh actually I'm just going towards it yep okay so we'll, we'll go with you two in just a moment um, uh, Doyle what are you doing are you going with Candy and Alari or are you staying with Kovarix and Simeon at the Cyclops um, so Doyle pulls out the uh, the memory orb for a moment and just walk after the uh, the folks heading to the big top, but record just a few, you know, maybe a minute's worth of the carnival itself. Okay, fabulous. Okay, so Simeon, so uh, the young uh, booth attendant uh, sits you on a stool uh, in what is otherwise an empty stall. Uh, and asks you, okay, are you ready? Why, yes. Okay. Uh, as you are sitting there, um, waiting for, uh, for the Cyclops to show up, um, she casts her hand towards the back of the stall, uh, and an exceptionally large illusionary cyclops appears in front of you all of a sudden with its eye inches from your face staring at you unblinkingly and I need a constitution save um, and can I use uh, the d4 for this will guidance absolutely. work on saves absolutely we will in this case yeah that's not going to help me much 13 13 the dc on this was 14 uh, so as the Cyclops appears in front of you. Uh, it startles you, uh, and you blink. And the booth attendant just laughs and laughs and laughs and laughs. So I hope that you weren't the best hope for your friends. Wait, wait, one more time. Ooh, one more time, double or nothing. What were we wagering? An excellent <laughs> question. Now you'll owe two excellent questions. Are you sure, Simeon? I put my hand on his shoulder and once again, because if you are, I was with you, but I'm not sure you should do this. And I recast guidance on him. <laughs> you didn't do so good the first time. I look at her and I say, what is the wager? Oh, it's just for fun. I'm not, I'm not going to like kidnap your children or anything. Good. I don't have any. Hmm. Or do you? I'm confident I do not. You're so worried. It's always all nightly types. How about I'll answer one question very truthfully for you if you answer Ooh. one question very truthfully for me. I like it. Double or nothing. So you owe me an answer first, but I will give you another shot. And if you win, I will answer two questions for you. I like it. 
Alright. Are you ready this time? I was born ready. Okay. So, uh, again, you're sitting at the stool, sitting on the stool, watching the backside of the stall, waiting, anticipating, just waiting for the Cyclops to appear. And she casts her hand to the back of the stall, uh, and as the magic begins, this time it looks as if the back of the stall bursts open, and an illithid comes surging forward and sits itself two inches from your face. Constitution save. Oh boy. (laughs) Good thing Candy's not there. (laughs) Oh, that's bad. (laughs) Run away! So with with guidance, that's a seven. But it was, in fact, it was, in fact, the natural one. Ooh, I need to roll a d6 for me. I know I'm not there, but if it's allowable, I will give Simeon my inspiration for this. I much prefer not. So, give me a d6 roll. This is a good place to roll a one. Yeah. (laughs) See, I've got a one. So... Excellent. So we didn't line up. Uh, but again, the Illithid jumps out two inches from your face, gets a bleh, and you blink. Uh, and the booth attendant dispels the illusion and just starts laughing uproariously. Uh, to be fair, I was waiting on a Cyclops. <laughs> to be fair, I gave you a second shot. <laughs> your question. Hmm. My questions. All right. What is your most prized possession? My scimitars. Oh, so serious. What would you do if one of them went missing? I would find whoever took it, reclaim the property of my ancestral family, and make sure whoever stole it from me the price. Hmm. So serious. I always like messing with you nightly types. It's so easy to get under your armor. Speaking of which, what are you doing later? <laughs> More in treatment. Kilvarix chuckles at that. <laughs> That's three questions. I will be happy to answer that question, however, if you would be so kind as to answer a quick question for me. Hmm, fabulous. Hit me up. We know that this carnival is helping these people and providing great entertainment and, and happiness to this town that is in despair. It's what we do. Who would be in charge and responsible for choosing the locations of the carnival's appearance. And how can we find it? <laughs> I don't know. I just I just go where boss man tells me to go. Actually two boss men. So what I'm doing later this evening is accomplishing my mission, which is finding people. However, if that task is accomplished early I may have free time. Excellent. I'll come looking for you. Or you could help me accomplish the task early. Uh, I got. I got to man the booth. Like I can't. Like, you know, I. I gotta. I gotta scare. I, I gotta scare more tight ass people like you. 
I was just wondering if you could help <laughs> us find uh, a, a, a local family who's here in the here here in here in the. Oh, uh, have you talked to the lost property people? We I did. Mean, that, that's they, probably they, your best bet. They sent out some fairies, but if you happen to see the family of Matrios or hear after of them, please uh, send them after us. We have an important. Uh, okay, I mean, does he have a last name? My understanding is they know that the family name is fairly... Uh, we don't know the family name. We know that uh, Matrios is well-known here. So. Oh. Well, I'm not from here. Yes, but if you ask people, have you heard of Matrios? I'm sure this family members will gladly... Well, you want me to ask everyone that pops by if they know Matrios? Yes, please. It would make me so happy. Give me a persuasion roll. Simeon, charging, char charming the ladies of every town, or all the ladies in the town. <laughs> God damn, I'm bad at this. You are not a bard, so... I could, re I could really use that inspiration now. <laughs> yep. Sorry about that. Alright, you might as well roll your die. <laughs> Oh, 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 did you roll another one? I did indeed. Oh, man. Uh, I got a two on my d6. And I rolled a one on my d6. Okay, so there you go. Okay, so so uh, not catastrophic. However, um, she, after, you know, pulling you in real close, like almost to the point that you're whispering now, uh, just starts laughing in your face. Like, like, sorry, soldier boy, <laughs> not today. Should have quit while you were ahead. <laughs> Maybe so, but you'll think of me when I'm gone. Let's, <laughs> let's go find the others, Simeon. All right, so uh, Alari and Candy, you guys were walking over towards the big top. Um, and so from where you were, it's just kind of like a, there's like an open section in the middle. Uh, you pass like the Calliope. You can see the ticket booth kind of like off to your left. Uh, you can see that the carnival kind of extends beyond the big top to the left. Um, but otherwise the big top is, uh, is there in front of you. Um, and uh, as you walk up there, um, there is a, a large, um, uh, a large bugbear wearing a, a pumpkin on his head starts rolling a large uh, wooden barrel out of the big top uh, and flips it over on its side in like a cloud of dust as uh, as a very uh, like a thin spindly gentleman in a uh, in a like a jester's hat and red and white checked costume with mirrors all up and down uh, the torso and the legs. Um, very deftly jumps on top of the barrel uh, that the bugbear has rolled out and uh, pulls like a cord on a on like a firework looking thing in his hand uh, and it shoots out into the sky and a large number four in sparkling firework appears 50 feet above the floor of the carnival uh, and he he calls out uh, that the uh, the show is about to begin. Come one, come all to the wonders under the big top. Stare up at the fireworks and the explosion. I'm like, imagine 
the military applications that could be applied to. Alarite walks over to the the crier, whatever you want to call him, the skinny guy, and tries to get his attention. Yes. How may I help you? How may I entertain you today? What kind of a show is it? Well, it is a show full of wonders and amazement. Uh, myself and my partner, Mr. Witch, put on one heck of a show, if I say so myself. And what is involved in this show? <laughs> there, I mean, we have got a halfling who can fit inside a hat box. Uh, we have got uh, clowns who are the absolute best. Uh, they fire themselves from a magical cannon. It's absolutely priceless. Uh, we have a beautiful elven ballerina who dances with animated, animated costumes that spring from a magical wardrobe. Everything, really. It's sights and sounds beyond belief. I just wanted to ask because I wanted to make sure that, you know, nothing would scare my kid. I didn't want to bring him in. You know, I don't want him to get scared. Is he scared of fun? It depends on the kind of fun. Well, certainly with such an astute, observant parent with him, he'll be perfectly safe. And I assure you, nothing outwardly dangerous. Simeon did appear overly concerned about entreatment. Certainly no entreatment here. I'm not even sure what entreatment is. Um... That makes two of us. It is is it possible to are you one of the owners? One who 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 are the owners? I am. I am Mr. Light. And you said your partner's name was Witch? Mr. Witch. Hence ah. the Witch Light Carnival. What persuaded you to bring your carnival to this town? We go where we're told. Who knows where we're going to pop up? We pop up all over the place. And who tells you? I mean, there's not like a voice. Like, you know, we close up shop one day. We get on We get on the road. All of a sudden, we find ourselves in a new town. It's magic. Do the towns that you populate all experience depressions before you arrive? Uh, they're certainly more depressed before we arrive than they are after we leave. That was not the question. A fair point. But I don't know. I'm not there before we show up. Can't tell you how they feel before I get there. How long have you been doing this? Oh, many, many years. Did you say what species... Mr. Light was? Uh, nobody had asked. Um, he is... He looks uh, elven, um, but his skin is um, is kind of not like a drowish color of blue, but definitely is is bluer than your average uh, your average elf. Um, and so I would say uh, uh, Kilvarex and Simeon and, uh, and Doyle, um, if you walk off to find uh, uh, Alarai and Candy, um, you can all be reunited now. Hello. I did not outstare the Cyclops. <laughs> Don't feel so bad about that. That Cyclops is devilishly good. Does Mr. Silver work for the carnival? When does the show start? 
Who is Mr. Silver? That is not a name that we have heard here. It's Razzles. Uh, she's the apprentice of of Mr. Silver. Razzle. Uh, oh, you mean the priest. The portrait that she held up of the clergyman of the Morning Lord. It's a clergyman? I thought... I believe it's a guard. No, he was most definitely proselytizing the Dawnfather. You've seen him before? Not too long ago, when the Red Fangs were passing through a town. Candy, before you get too far off topic, I, I look at Mr. Light again and say, "Have you? do you know the Silver Man? Hmm. Well, now that's a question. And he'll hop off the barrel and say, I do. With that smirk, too? <laughs> Absolutely. Can, is he here? Is he, is he nearby mm. where we can find Asking him? Asking if he's here or if he's nearby are two very different questions. He's not here, but he's nearby. What does a guard have to do with Matrius's family? Indeed. I will purposefully loop around, specifically looking for something ethereal. Uh, sure. Um, you still have invisibility up. Um, or, uh, it I see lasts invisibility. for an hour. Yep. So. yep. And I would say it's probably about halfway through that at this point. Because when he, when he says that he's not here, but he's nearby, I will definitely look around for seeing if he is ethereal. Uh, so you don't see anybody uh, ethereally. <sighs> give me, please, give me a perception check. Twelve. Mm, okay. Um, you can't quite trace it because it's not specifically ethereal um but it has kind of like ethereal type qualities um remember when uh you first did uh when you were looking at the book last time around right and you uh and you investigate or you did your your um uh your identify on it and it looked as if um uh kind of like a uh like an einsteinian kind of black hole type model where it was like it disappeared into a finite point distantly right as you really focus on kind of the ethereal plane that kind of sits behind the physical plane that you're on, it almost looks as if part of the area where you are where you are is starting to get a similar kind of bend, but you're not able to kind of focus, you're not able to figure out where the singularity point of that is, if that makes any sense. It's like the ethereal plane and the physical plane are bending away from each other ever so slightly. Do I think that that might be related to the uh, the problems with the town being kind of absorbed by the Dread Realms? I mean, it's entirely possible. It's it's possible, but it's not ethereal. It's not material. It's something else. Uh, it's more that. Um, this seems like a much more localized effect, right? So it's like the carnival itself, the ethereal nature of the carnival has a, pulls away from the physical nature of the carnival just a little bit. You would expect that the, if it was the, if this was what was causing the, the effect in the town, uh, you would expect the effect to be, um, over a bigger area. And this seems very localized to the carnival. Not trying to meta, but possibly something with related to the Shadowfell? Uh, that is one possibility. Hmm. I will cast message 
I will relay them to Doyle. Um, not strictly. Uh, you probably know better than I do what the difference might be between the Feywild and the Shadowfell, but their their natures are similar, are they not? Light and dark. The Feywild thing maybe is too obvious. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Alari, as as they are discussing and investigating, Mr. Light says, You know, if you really want to see the Silver Man, I can show him to you. Wait, that sounds creepy. No, not like that. That's not what I mean. What I mean, let me attend to the business at the Big Top, and then maybe we can give you some answers. That, that sounds good. No less creepy, but that does sound good. Have you been in this town long enough to know of Matrios and his family? One does not need to necessarily be in the town long enough to know the name of Matrios. We have heard that his family is in attendance. That's entirely possible. I, that I How can't How well do you know your carnival? I mean, very well. But do I know every person who has walked through the gate today? And I'll kind of motion to all the invisible fairies. But they would have seen them. Or at least be able to find them. Yeah. If they know what they're looking for. Just kind of nod. How much time before the big show? The pre-shows begin now. The big show uh, begins in in a few hours. So please, enjoy the rest of the carousel. And if you meet me back here... One hour after our show begins, I can show you what you're looking for. Thank you very much. If joining the Tabletop Journey's actual play games sounds like the kind of fun you're looking for, be sure to check out patreon.com slash ttjourneys, where patrons of the Tabletop Journey's podcast not only get early access to all of our episodes, but they get the opportunity to play in our monthly actual play games where the dice are wild and we make every roll legendary. Do we enter the big top? I think we should or do we continue our search outside of it? I think we should ask some of the locals uh, if they've seen the family of Matrios. With that, actually, Candy, you see a you see a fairy uh, from kind of like the network that's flying up above, you know, 30 or 40 feet above everybody, kind of zip down uh, and land right in front of Simeon and switches from invisible to visible. Uh, Simeon, from your perspective, all of a sudden the fairy just appears in front of your face. Give me a constitution save. At disadvantage. I kind of tracked it coming in. Get out the mage hand like a fly swatter. 13. Okay. Well, good. Okay. So, uh, uh, you don't squeal, which is good. I've been told to find you, sir. And found me you have. How may I be... We have found the people that you are looking for. Ah, can you lead lead us to them? Of course. We've found them. We should go. The show will have to wait. Uh, and the fairy, uh flies off to um there are a series of uh of 
like stalls that are uh, kind of empty, like right next to the uh, to the big top. Um, they have like picnic tables in them. Uh, it's like people will commonly take food there to eat and everything like that. The little fairy flies into uh, one of them where there are, there are two uh, uh, mid age looking people sitting down. I whisper to the uh, fairy, "Is this them?" They say that they are Matryasa's parents. I will walk over um, in a more solemn fashion. I was expecting a wife and children. Candy, based on what you just said, give me an insight check, please. Dirty 20. Cool. They are way too young to be the parents of the person you, the person that you know as Matryas. Matryas himself was quite elderly. I will kind of reach out and I mean it's the wrong phrase to use it but it's the mechanic grapple the fairy uh, I would prefer athletics I'm sure uh, a dirty 20 okay yep uh, you're able to basically grab it out of the air why do you insist on this falsehood these could not be the parents of an elderly man. Uh, four more fairies have descended from the height and are staying invisible, but within I see a few them. feet of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Nobody, nobody else, unfortunately, sees them though. And I'll, I'll turn and I'll, I'll, I'll message Kilvarix. We are being surrounded by Fay. Um, the fairy that you have grappled. Whoa! 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 I don't know what you're talking about. They say they're Matryoshka's parents. That's all I know. They are younger than Matrios would have been. Candy, I don't know what to tell you. What if it's the wrong Matrios? <laughs> Kilvarks to the link will say to Alora as she's saying that, be ready for trouble. I'll walk over to the uh, couple at the table. Walk over to the couple at the table. I was told you are the family of Matrios. Is this true? We are. He was our son. I will message Simeon right that second and say it might be the wrong Matrios. And where was Matrios when you last heard from him? Uh, he was performing studies at Candlekeep. And when did he leave? Uh, a year? Kilvarix. You had said that Matrios was older than these humans. How long have you been here at the carnival? We arrived this morning. Why? Why are you asking us about our son? How old is your son? Delvarix, um, you had told me that Matrios was older than these humans are now. He is, but he did a lot of this dimensional stuff. I'll let... I'll turn to the fairy and go, I apologize for detaining you. The facts appear to be in your favor and release him. Um, as you let go of him, he straightens his waistcoat and his bow tie uh, and says, You don't let it happen again. And flies off. Please forgive my friend. In my head... Send it to Alaris so she can spread the word. 
it is very possible that they entered this carnival eight years ago, their son having only left about a year ago, and that could have started him on his studies of extra-dimensionals, or maybe years before that. Depending on how long he's been there, he could have been in our world all along while they in another. Well, even our... And I'm going to message back. Even our time when we were in the book was almost, what, a day? And there was no time had passed. And Matrias was old when we saw him, but he would have been... There's no telling how long could he could have passed in that extra-dimensional space when we found him. I will message to Kilvarix that kind of brace it down, that the carnival could have been around for quite some time, that there's dimensional time funniness going on, and that these might actually be Mat- Matrios' family. <clears throat> Kilvarix is going to disgustedly grunt and be like... I hate extra-dimensional time paradoxes. What are you talking... Why are you asking us about our son? Unfortunately, I have been at Candlekeep. An accident has befallen. A tragedy has befallen your son. I am burdened with the solemn duty to notify you of your son's passing. Some of us, some of us who are here, were among those who saw him last. What do you mean, an accident? He's dead. He was experimenting with things. At the conclusion of the experiment, it seems that something from beyond hurt him. <sighs> are you okay, man? The uh, the woman will put her hand to her chest and say. Well, if he was experimenting with things that he shouldn't, I suppose that this is the logical conclusion. It is not he who should be at fault. It is those who came after him. And we have sought to to deal with them. Did he seem happy there? I am sure he was happy at the keep. He was happy to be released from the experiment. And I know he would have been uh, happy to let you know he was okay had he been given that up. So tragic for somebody so young, though. I'm going to cast Detect Thoughts. Sure. She's taking this awfully well. Sure. Is she really the parent of Matrios? Is she really feeling this... Oh, say la vie about his, her learning her son has died. Absolutely. Her grief is probably covered up by this carnival's effect. And what about the, the father? Um, Picking over his surface thoughts. Yeah, he's also very much in the same way. Like him, him and his wife are very much on the same page here where it's like uh, they feel like, you know, uh, Matrias did some some crazy experimenting. Um, if if something that like that caught up to him, uh, at least he died doing what he loved. I will message Simeon and kind of let him know. You know, they're taking this very well, but their reaction seems genuine. Uh, I do apologize for the 
nature of this. We attempted to reach you at your home, but we found you were here. Do you need escort back to your home? I mean, no, the, the Big Top show's about to start. Not much that we can do at home. Okay, now is when I'm going to drill down a little deeper. Sure. <laughs> I am looking for time loss, how long they've actually been here. Mm-hmm. You know, did like what Simeon had proposed, you know, yep. a, a possibility. Sure. Um, it's a DC 14 wisdom save. Yep. Okay. The mother failed. Her grief is definitely being suppressed. But in terms Magically of, or intentionally? <laughs> is like, she what do you mean? suppressing it or there seem to be an external force There's an external force it. suppressing it. There's an external force suppressing it. But you don't get any sense of like time manipulation. Um, uh, she absolutely, her and her husband just definitely left this morning to go to the carnival. They have only been here today. They only have one day's worth of memories. That sort of thing, right? Um, he uh, succeeded with a natural 20, so it's much more difficult to go ahead and read it. Well, again, if, if he succeeded then, and, I, yep. and I was actually prying yep. on him, I think that ends it the ends spell. It ends the spell, exactly. Yep. I believe that it would be in your best interest to return to your domicile. The shock of what you have learned is obviously overcome your sensibilities. And then I will message Simeon. They are having their emotions suppressed magically. I will message back. We should be so lucky if a tragedy befalls us that we don't have to feel it in those first moments. We've been waiting so long to see the Big Top show. I think really, let's. we should take that in first. As you will. We appreciate your concern. As you will. Should you have need of us and you see us, please let us know. Of course. Thank you. I know that this job was unenviable, uh, Sergeant Pelamir. Sergeant Witchmere. And I, ex- I bow deeply, and I exit. I think we should take in this show and see what, see what's, what's what. I, I do not trust what is going to happen in this show. So before we go in, I would like to put a blessing on some of us that we may better resist the possible effects it could do. Certainly. What is the the blessing that you're putting on? I'm going to cast Bless. So myself, Simeon, and um, Candy will get the Bless. Yeah, it's only good for a minute, so I'm going to do it right before the show starts. All right. If we, uh, if, the show is if, beginning to start, and so the show lasts about an hour, um, is, okay. is basically what Mr. Light had said. So, I'm right. going to assume at this point that then my... We'll because that only lasted an hour, I only had it for an hour, that my uh, psionic connection is lost. Exactly, yep. Uh, your psionic connection is lost, and, 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 and the invisibility is also gone exactly. as well. Yep. Okay. Uh, so are you all moving over to the big top now? Is that... Yep. Yes. Yes. 
you walk in just as you know the the circus organ music uh, is blaring and there are there are pipers and horn blowers and percussionists and cymbals uh, just a, an absolute swirl of sound inside this big top uh, and the laughing of children and excited voices and everything uh, and then all of a sudden the music dies down. And all you hear are like the rolling of drums and the candles in the big top lower. So it's very, very dark. Uh, and then in a spectacular uh, explosion of like red fireworks again, um, it seems as if uh, Mr. Light shoots out of the floor in a flourish, uh, does a flip and lands on one of those big barrels like the one that you saw out front uh, to a uh, roar of applause from the audience. I'm going to make sure that we're in a location where we can see Matrios's parents. Uh, there's 500 people in here, so I'm going to need a perception check to see if you can spot them first of all. Well, I mean, we'll follow them in okay. if we have to. All right, well, that, that's fair enough. Yeah, okay. And then I'm also going to send my owl backstage. Um, okay, let's do that first. So you, you're able to sit in a place where you can spot uh, spot them without any problem. It's very full in here. There's a lot of people in here, but you're within 50 or 100 feet of them without any problem. Yeah, just like a normal barn owl. So I don't, you know, like the, you would expect them to be around possibly. I, at least I hope. Not inside the tent. And so definitely when, uh, when the owl like flies through to try to get into the backstage area, he will be chased and he will be shooed out. So how uh, how aggressively are you keeping the owl in there? So mostly just like if there's like a an opening, like a hole at the top of the big top, kind of come in through there so they're not flying over the entire crowd. And then just kind of find a place up high to maybe perch. Okay, yeah. So he could be in like, you don't mean backstage. You mean like in the like the big top area itself, like where the show is happening. In the big top area itself, but kind of back where the performers are, like closer to like the green room, so to speak. Yep. Um, so the performers all perform kind of in the center of the big top. So they, they come in through a door at one end. Um, and so that's kind of, the, that's how they move on to like these, the central area and everything like that. So. Mm-hmm. And did you want me to have a stealth roll for the owl, or...? Um, depends. Do you want the, the owl to be stealthy or not? I mean, if, it, if it's just trying to look like a normal animal, then there's no sense in raising suspicions. And then every once in a while, I'll just kind of, like, put my hand on whoever's next to me and perceive through it, and then come back. Uh, yeah, so if he's... Uh, there's If you're not trying for him to be stealthy, he's not going to stand out, and as long as he doesn't try to fly backstage, everything will be fine. Excellent. Um, so as the show moves on uh just as mr light said when you first encountered him you see all manner of things in the big top show uh so the the first act uh this troop of halfling contortionists uh comes out and they take turns fitting themselves into uh various smaller and smaller devices so they first they start they start where 12 of them fit into a beer barrel uh, and then, and then one of them, uh, or, or th three of them fit themselves, uh, into a single helmet, right? Uh, and all these sorts of things. They, they continue to go ahead and fit themselves into smaller and smaller, uh, contraptions until finally, uh, a hat box that's about six inches square, uh, 
uh, a single halfling is able to con- contort himself into into the hat box, which another ha- halfling then puts on his head and parades around, calling himself the king of the carnival. Right, um, and then and then. As the show goes on, um, a satyr uh, playing a fiddle uh, walks out and is at first playing uh, just a very slow, almost uh, Romani-style dance. Um, And as he is walking through, um, first the blades of grass begin to dance with him as he is walking through. And then larger vines start to reach up and form shapes in the sky above kind of a centralized location um, as his dance gets faster and faster and more rhythmic. Um, the plants continue to go ahead and, and dance around in the air uh, above you, sprouting flowers and then closing up again and performing all manners of uh, of uh, of displays. These sorts of displays carry on for what feels like an uh, Im- immeasurable amount of time. It's hard to even track time about how, about how long this is going. As the last act, uh, which is uh, the beautiful elven ballerina uh, who uh, dances with a magic wardrobe and fast, fast change costumes throughout her entire act. Uh, as the ballerina ends, uh, Mr. Light again uh, tumbles from the back room onto the barrel in the middle and announces that now it is time for the crowning of the Witchlight Monarch. Uh, and uh, he holds this contraption in his hand. It's like a mirrored box with four, with three candles in it um, that casts a beam of light. I want to, rec- I want to start recording for a couple minutes. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah fabulous, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's got like three, has three candles in it, eight mirrors in it, and it casts like a solid beam of light into the audience. And he's waving it up and down, and up and down, and up and down, all around the audience. Uh, and then uh, it, he begins to slow down, and he begins to go ahead and stop stop rotating so far around and he's very very close to all of you uh and the beam of light is kind of passing over and simeon you see it pass over your face and off to the right and you see it pass over kilvarix and everything like that Uh, eventually it begins to slow down and simeon's face is illuminated in the shine from this contraption that's being held by mr light uh and he celebrates to the crowd oh gathered audience the monarch of the witchlight carnival come down come down and he invites you down to the front i will message simeon you know that this is not random this is amazing is what it is and i walk down right 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 before he walks down kilvarx will put his hand on him and say go with io you need it. <laughs> and cast guidance on them. <laughs> I'm going to use a psionic point to be able to do my whispers again. And I'm going to do Kilvarix and Simeon again. Mm-hmm. This time for another hour. Uh, so, Simeon, you walk down to the front, um, and they have this large, gaudy, uh, fake gold and velvet with fake gems crown um, that they place on your head as all of the performers uh, from the show that you had just seen for the last hour dance and sing around you and uproarious applause uh, from everybody in the audience. Um, and then I dance with them. 
Mr. Light, then he comes before you and he pulls a key out of his pocket and he extends it to you and says, the key only for the monarch of the carnival that will let you in to the Hall of Illusions. And he hands it to you. Um, and it is a, it is a glass it is a glass key uh, with a mirrored top, uh, so that as you look at it, you see your reflection in the key. I I uh, why thank you. I am honored. The the music of the of the circus band picks back up again, playing uproarious circus marches uh, as the performers uh, gather themselves and move backstage. Uh, uh, and uh, and Simeon, you. Walk, walk back to find, uh, to find your party. To think, I thought there would be danger on this adventure. What a lovely day it's been. This is so much fun. I ate oiled bread that was so sweet and scrumptious, and I was named king. Something still doesn't seem I right. I believe that your crowning was merely Mister Light's way of following through on his earlier. Promise. Well, oh, that yes. makes sense. Quite possible. Perhaps I might be able to share some wine with the elven dancer at the end of the show. Circled right back to entreatment again. Indeed, it all comes back to entreatment. No, no, my mo- my motives are pure. Since you seem to be the only one, uh, uh, sort of. Uh, skeptic, uh, not skeptic, you all seem skeptical, but you seem to be the only one not talking with Simeon. I want a perception check from you, please. It's a whopping 11. 11. Cool. What, if anything, is going on with Matrios's parents? Yeah, they they enjoyed the show. Um, they didn't realize that they were being followed or observed or anything like that, so they're picking up their things and leaving the big top. If we don't follow them ourselves, I will definitely have the owl keep a tab on them. Yep, fair enough. Um, the owl can follow them around. Fair enough. Um, they uh, they they're leaving the big top um, and continuing around the carnival. Like they're taking in additional sights. Uh, they're going. Uh, they want to. Uh, the mother wants to go on the dragonfly rides. Um, they want to. They want to take a. Uh, there's a like a swan ride where you can uh, ride on these giant swans, uh, kind of like a tunnel of love kind of thing. Um, they want to. They want to go on. They, they seem to be enjoying the rest of the carnival. I still say something's not right here. We need to find out what it is. Most assuredly. There is a foul smell to all of Simeon, this. Simeon, are you okay? I am perfectly fine. In fact, I dare say I've never been happier. Can I get an insight onto him to make sure that he is actually fine? Absolutely. Um, Simeon, are you trying to hide your true state in any way, shape, or form? No. I'm actually... It, it, this, is, this is exceptionally fun. I've been named king. I ate Oiled bread with sugar and cinnamon. And Kilvarix rolled a natural 20 for his insight check. As far as you can tell, Kilvarix, uh, and you feel like you absolutely are reading the situation correctly, um, Simeon is just, uh, maybe this is scratching some sort of childhood ambition itch or something, but he does not seem to be under the any magical effects. He just seems to absolutely be enthralled with the carnival. Great. A kid at heart. Everybody has their happy place, my friend. 
king at heart. Well, shall we go to wherever this key takes us? Uh, we're supposed to meet uh, the uh, the light man. I guess we'll need him to show us the door. Well, and he wants to show us the silver man. Silver man. My familiar has an eye on the parents. Um, so as as the parents are walking through, the, so they kind of like leave the big top and they're wandering around. Um, they pass by the Hall of Illusions. Um, and the Hall of Illusions, um, it has a large wooden door on the front um, with, a, with a large exaggerated lock that uh, looks as if it would need a large exaggerated key, much like the one that Simeon was receiving. On, on the door, it says, for monarchs and their courts only. Do they look like they're going into the Hall of Illusions or no? They like look at it, you know, they like go past it, they look at it, and oh, and walk walk on by. Um, and then they decide to go ahead and um, uh, they pay a ticket to go on the snail races next door. Did you want parents to come with us into the hall? Um, no, not particularly. Very well. I don't think they can help us anymore. I think it's up to us to figure out what's going on here and to try and save this town. I wholeheartedly agree. I agree. And using this key, you feel, is the best way? Well, first, I think we need to get the information. I mean, the Silverman has helped my fi- my, my village. Maybe he can help here. I am not familiar with this silver man as you describe him the man in the portrait was merely a preacher wait you've seen him before not too long ago as i've said he was proselytizing the dawn father that doesn't make sense as my company marched through I know him from my childhood. I do as well, from the ages ago as a hatchling. How can that be? I know him from my childhood. When I was visiting my auntie, I may have been but 12. He must be tied to all of this. It's too much of a coincidence. I too know of him. He, he he saved my village. If if Mr. Light is within 120 feet of me, mm-hmm. uh, he will get a message that we are ready to meet with him outside the Hall of Illusions. Okay. Uh, he will not respond. And then I will go to the Hall of Illusions. Okay. Is everybody going with you? Yes. Is anybody lingering behind? Okay. Alaray doesn't want to. They, they, we were told to to meet with Mister Light in an hour, which was after the show. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, we need to stay with what we agreed to do, which is meet him behind the show here in that time frame. The big top at this point has has emptied. There are a couple of people kind of milling about, but uh, as you're standing there, um, from the back uh, comes a. Uh, kind of portly uh uh same 
his skin looks very similar to that of Mr. Lights. Um, he's wearing like a top hat with a large red rose on it uh, and a brown checked suit with a red waistcoat. Um, and he walks uh, sort of haltingly um, as if he has like a limp on, uh, or like a bad hip or something like that. He kind of waddles on by and he's carrying a pocket watch in his right hand. Walks from the back uh, and walks uh, right past the five of you and says, well, it's time. Come on. Mr. Witch, I presume? Indeed. Correct. Walks on out of the big top uh, and turns uh, toward the Hall of Illusions. Did Mr. Light send you to get us? Come on. It's time. Uh, I'll follow. Kilvarix is going to stompingly follow as he is getting sick of this. I'll follow. Did Mr. Light tell you to come get us? We work together. Look, somebody's gone through a lot of trouble to bring you all here. Let's go do the thing. You all walk up to uh, the front door on the Hall of Illusions, um, and uh, Mr. Witch again pulls his pocket watch out, and it glows with kind of a yellow glow as he looks at it. And he looks up at the sky, and looks back down, and closes the pocket watch and says, Yep, it's time. And he'll, he'll look at you, Simeon. Yes. Oh, you're waiting. You have the key. I take out the key. Yeah, he like he like turns over his shoulder. He looks at the lock, and then looks at you again. Place the key in the lock. And turn it. But before you turn it, Kilmar says, "Wait!" and grabs his shield off of his back and has it ready. <laughs> I was waiting for another now. blessing of Io. Mister Witch kind of shakes. Oh, there's no need for. It's not that sort of party. Pity. Um, so as the door opens, uh, the inside is exceptionally dark. Um, and you can see kind of, you know, the, the, the lights that are strung across the carnival kind of uh, give this odd manufactured glow kind of inside the door uh, and catches uh, several mirrors that are um, aligned along the interior walls and kind of form into this, this maze in, in the middle. Um, and uh, the first mirror that you see uh, when you walk in, it makes you look younger. Like all of you see your child self in this first mirror. Um, I know Doyle, you're only like 22 years old. You look like you are eight in this mirror. You know, uh, all of you see your childhood self uh, in various capacities and whatever, whatever that means to you as, uh, as you look into the first mirror. Mr. Witch uh, doesn't even really acknowledge it. Again, he just kind of like walks through. Um, he's kind of like weaving in and out of the mirrors at this point, and your eyes are beginning to to adjust to the darkness. Um, and some low light is starting to uh, to come up in the in the room as several uh, candles are being. Does he cast a reflection? Yes, uh, but it's it's more just like he looks like a like a like a young like a young elf in a suit like like a big bulky suit right um, is kind of like what it looks like uh, he doesn't even like you know but again his his um, his skin again kind of has this like pallid gray color to it like it's not like a he doesn't have the same youth and vitality that your normal your normal uh, elf would have 
So as the lights come up um, and as you move past d different mirrors, uh, the next one that you see uh, shows you all as uh, your exceptionally old selves. So, you know, imagine a uh, hundred years from now what your character would look like, you know, um, exception like beyond even kind of whatever your normal age range would be uh, beyond even that, even elderly for that age range is how you are reflected uh, in the next mirror. Um, and as you pass by that mirror, um, you see uh, Mr. Witch um, and Mr. Light. Um, Mr. White is, is sort of uh, wiping his brow with the sweat of having just done a performance um, and, and is, is in his giddy kind of post-performance state where he's, uh, he's laughing under his breath and, and enjoying a glass of wine um, uh, while Mr. Witch is still very, uh, very stern and very kind of grumpy and, and everything like that. Um, Mr. Witch is significantly heavier set than Mr. Light also, and so they just kind of have like different, uh, different kind of sides of the, uh, uh, of the, of their, uh, their personalities and standing next to them in, uh, a, uh, a tunic and breeches, which are black with silver threads through them is, um, another elven looking creature with fair, white hair that is tied back with a with a kind of a silver ribbon uh, he looks at you all and says finally can we please move on i've been trying to steer you here all day all day or for decades mr silver and you have done poorly it's like herding cats do we recognize him no no he is not if you're asking if he's the silver man the answer is no uh, nobody that you've seen before. Candy, give me, please, um, give me an Arcana check, please, Candy. And actually, um, yeah, just Candy. 22. Um, so he definitely looks elven, but based on sort of um, how his features lay and uh, his hair and kind of his his, uh, his skin pallor and everything like that, um, and especially now that you're seeing him kind of with Mr. Light and Mr. Witch, uh, it's fairly clear that none of them are elves of this plane, um, that the third individual that you've now found is most likely a Ladrin, uh, and that the, uh, the two... Uh, Mr. Witch and Mr. Light are most likely Shatterkai. Now that you can kind of see them, they're, they're, they've reflected, there's another mirror that they're all standing around, um, uh, which on one level seems to just reflect exactly who they are. It is a true reflection, um, especially, you know, uh, but like now that you're seeing it, the reflections, like it's adding context, like, oh, okay, we're dealing with people, we're dealing with beings who aren't from this, from this plane. And who are you my name is not important but you're looking for the you're looking for the person uh, whose employ i am in yes do you run the carnival no i am a messenger for zovarin and it's important that you speak with him um duel is trying to like racking his brain to see if the memory of what happened with his brother might be fake or are there too many events that sort of like dominoed past that that his whole entire life would have to be fake if that memory were fake. I love it. I absolutely love where you're going with that. Give me a wisdom save. Uh, I get a seven. A seven. <laughs> yeah, you're 
you're thinking about it, but you're not able to kind of get any sort of insight on what that might mean. But that is a good thought uh, to have Doyle thinking through. You're right that all of you having seen the Silver Man in such different capacities doesn't make temporal sense. Sorry. Thank you. Please take take us. If he knows us, then he knows why we're here. Indeed. Come, we have little time, and he's expecting you. And the Aladrin pays a silver coin to Mr. Witch, and then looks in the mirror and walks through it. Simeon turns around, hands a silver coin to everyone in the party, and then hands a silver coin to Mr. Witch, and says, I thank you for bringing us this far. Okay. As you look in the mirror again, uh, you see an utterly true reflection of yourself. So if you are, uh, but it's, it is how you, it is what you think of yourselves. So would you describe how Simeon looks in the mirror? Devilishly handsome, standing proud and brave, just a, a, a welcome sight to the eye, his armor gleaming, his scimitars in hand, crossed in front of him. And he actually turns, gives himself a wink, and then steps through the mirror. Okay. Who's next? Yeah, I go. Um, okay. So as so you pay Mr. Witch your silver piece, and you see yourself in the mirror, and it is an accurate representation of what you think, of how you view yourself. So what do you see? Because of the strangeness of his faith, he sees... You know, from the back, doesn't see the face of Denier writing a story in a book that he exists as nothing more than than the writings of of Denier. Uh, through mm. uh, well, in the as as like as we exist in the mind of Agma, but but we we persist through the writings of Denier. Okay, that's just fabulous. So you approach the mirror uh, and you walk through. Who's next? C- Candy will go next. Candy will turn and hand the silver piece that Simeon gave him to to Mr. Witch. And as he approaches the mirror, um, he just looks haggard and tired, like he is overburdened with responsibility that he is not ready for, as he kind of looks out over a battlefield that is just littered with bodies, and most of them are wearing the armor of the Red Fang Mercenary Company. Brutal. And And then he steps through the mirror. Okay. And now that it's just Alarai and Kilvarix, Kilvarix will turn to Alarai and say, Don't worry. Some of us know things, but not everything. And he will give the coin and walk through. And as he walks through, you see the epitome of what it is to be a dragon. And you see the symbol on his chest glowing with the Io, the progenitor of all dragons, including Bahumet and Tiamat, behind him, embracing him into the fold as he steps through the silver. Fabulous. And Alarai. Alarai will tentative, very tentatively step up to the mirror and pay the coin. And she doesn't want to look, but she won't, you know, but she knows she needs to. And she looks at the last second and she sees a very humanoid looking person with white hair and pale skin. 
and they're just sneering at her. Like, you... Like, they know that everything's a lie. That's, like, if you were to read the words in the eyes. And Alarai, to the others in the room, visibly flinches, takes a deep breath, and steps through. Fabulous. Excellent. As you all step through the mirror, you find yourself in the middle of a very uh, German-looking forest. It has tall, dark, evergreen trees uh, and a dirt road kind of stretches through the forest. On the air is the scent of uh, of, a, of heaviness, of uh, not unlike when uh, uh, Candy and Kilvarex and Alarai uh, were in the uh, the place that they were in last time. Uh, it's not unlike that, but it's also different. It doesn't quite feel the same, but it's it's analogous, right? Um, but it's just everything has a heaviness to it, um, and there is also uh, sort of a there's a light rain falling. It's a little misty. Um, the road is a little muddy. But in front of you, as you walk through, is a carriage, jet black, with fine silver filigree around the edges. Uh, the team of horses have brilliant silver harnessing um, and tack, but they are black as night, and there are six of them on the uh, on the front of the carriage. Um, and the Eladrin turns over his shoulder and says, Let us away. He's expecting you. <laughs>